This just in. What the time is now? I'm about to take you on a journey. I introduce the one, the only. I got a special treat for you. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Faith Center Podcast, where each week we bring you the preached word. Faith Center is located at 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut. You can join us online via live stream at faithcenterchurchct.com, YouTube, or our Facebook page. Today's message is by our very own Bishop Joseph Norfolk. Let's listen in. Dealing with Jacob here, verse 22 says, And he arose up that night and took his two wives and his two uh, women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Verse 28, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. And the word of the Lord is so powerfully and wonderfully blessed. Praise the Lord. For the last several weeks, my wife has been teaching during our Wednesday evening Bible study powerfully. She's been preaching and dealing with the patriots of Israel, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and so on. <clears throat> Most recently, she has focused on Jacob. And I am particularly fond of Jacob's life because it so powerfully demonstrates how God can change and use anyone. Oh, I've got good news. God can change you. God can help you. God will use you. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice really want to be used by God? Jacob is of particular interest to me because in many ways, because in many ways, we are like him. We started out like him. We had our problems. We had our issues. Let me say it this way. Jacob didn't have a perfect life. Jacob himself was not perfect in the way that he handled everyone, particularly his brother Esau, as we're going to see in time. But eventually, God brought him to a point that he recognized that, you know what? 
if I'm going to survive, if I'm going to do the work and the will of God, I've got to change. I've got to change. Uh, and so we find that our, we ourselves uh, were like Jacob before we received the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior, before we received salvation. Thank God for salvation. And so, like Jacob, each one of us was different before we encountered God. We had our issues, we had our bad habits, and even our misguided dreams. But because of the mercy and the love of God, He, God, gave us another chance. I'm so grateful for another chance. Somebody need to thank God right now for another chance. Come on and say, Lord, I thank you for another chance. Oh, yes. And uh, we, like Jacob, need to go through a name change. We see in Scripture uh, several times that God uh, brought on a name change, even Abraham, Sarah, <laughs> and even Jacob. And we know even in the New Testament, Paul, whose original name was Saul, had a name change. And with the name change came a uh, m different, if I can say, character. It was almost like they were new people, a new man, a new woman. And if you're really going to get to the place that God wants you to be, if you're really going to uh, accomplish the things that God, the greater things in life that God wants you to accomplish, there must be a name change because the name identifies the character, or the character identifies the name. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. And so we understand that Jacob had a name change, and that was one of the main points of the text here. He needed a change, but some things had to be broken before he could be changed. His name, Jacob, literally means heel holder or heel grabber. In other words, you know the story of how when he was even in the womb of his mother, he was a twin, uh, he uh, uh, held on to the heel <laughs> of Esau. Uh, the name Jacob actually also means surplanter. In other words, he was willing to hold someone back just so that he could get ahead. In fact, the word supplanter really means to, to supersede or to replace. Uh, I know we might not want to admit it, but is there anyone that's been in your life and you thought was in your way and you wanted to replace them with yourself? Eh, it hurts sometimes to deal with the truth, but we must face the truth if we're going to become the truth. All right now. Mm. And so in order for Jacob to be used of God and bring glory and honor to the name of our Lord, Jacob had to be broken. Hmm. Jacob had to be broken. Is there anything in or on your life that needs to be broken off? Praise the Lord. And so I want to talk to you today from the subject broken to be blessed. <laughs> broken to be blessed. Uh, I don't know if anyone's around you right now. Uh, we realize that we're online and, and, and live, praise God. But if there's anyone around you, tell them broken 
to be blessed. I've been broken to be blessed. Ah. If you really want to be used by God, there's some changes that must take place. We know we have the, uh, we have the blessing to be able to look back on Jacob's life. Jacob was kind of a bad fellow before his change. He loved God. Obviously, he wanted to be used by God. But there are certain standards that we must come up to before God would use us in a mighty way. Prior to this, he was known as a trickster, the supplanter. Do whatever he had to do just to get ahead. When you live for God, you don't have to do whatever you have to do to get ahead. God will make room for you. Your gift shall make room for you. God will make a way out of no way. God will part the Red Sea just to get you on the other side. But we've got to trust God. We've got to wait on God, move in God's divine timing. You never want to get to a place too soon because it's not ready for you or you're not ready for it. It'll make sense after a while. Praise God. But do you really want to be used by God? I have a question. Do you really want to be used by God? Because even as Jacob desired to have victory, Jacob desired to be used by God, Jacob desired to see his family successful, there was a standard that he had to come up to that God would bless him, that God would use him. Uh, and so it's no different with us. Do you really want to be used by God? I'm about to say something important. There is a requirement that you must meet in order to be used by God to do what I call great exploits great exploits. In the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32, the B clause of that uh, scripture says this, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. In other words, you're going to do the amazing. You're going to accomplish what many called impossible. You're going to have great, powerful, and wonderful achievements. But did you hear the standard? Did you hear the requirement? But the people that do know their God. Ah. See, you've got to know God. And the word know there literally is a word of intimacy. You've got to have a relationship with God. You've got to be in God's will. You've got to desire to please our God. Ah, I'm talking about living holy, being righteous before him. You can't go with the standards of the world. You've got to go with the standards of heaven, God's holy standards, God's commandments. They don't change, praise God. God doesn't change his mind. Huh? He doesn't forget anything. God is in control. God is in charge. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so the holy standard is holy living if you really want to be used mightily by God. There are no shortcuts. 
There are no side roads. The Bible says straight is the way. Hallelujah. Straight. Ha, you got to walk upright and holy, holy uh, before God. What, what was that? Am I hearing something? Somebody saying prove it from the text, prove it from the scripture? Thank you very much. <laughs> there must be a holy lifestyle in place so that God would hear and honor your desires and dreams. God will honor <laughs> your desires and your dreams. I think about Jabez, and many of you know uh, Jabez uh, concerning his prayer. But in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, the word says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God, hear this, and God granted him that which he requested. Requested. That is the word of the Lord. So I said that there is a holy standard. Ah, there's a requirement that God would bless you, that God would use you mightily so that you can do the great exploits unto God. Praise the Lord. God is so good. And so uh, we find the qualifier in verse 9 of 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Listen to this. It says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, which the connotation and the understanding there is that he was an honorable and an upright holy man, even more so than his brothers, even more than the, he sought the Lord with all of his heart. He desired to live for God and, and sought to live for God, to do things that which was pleasing before God with all of his heart. He was honorable before the Lord. And so the Lord granted his petition. The Lord used him. And so we're even talking about him today. But even today, it stands as uh, uh, to show us that our lives must be holy, that we must be righteous before the Lord. Hmm. Jabez had an expectation. <clears throat> uh, let me deal with the text. Abraham had an expectation. Isaac had an expectation. And Jacob ah, had an expectation. We talked about expectations, I think, a little bit on last week. And, and <laughs> expect. Spect, spectate, spectacle, that which you can see. And it's not always that which you can see in the natural, but you've got to be able to see in the spiritual. You've got to be able to see that which God has for you. Believe that it's somewhere in your future waiting for you so that you would move toward it. Expectations keep us motivated. Expectations keep us uh, in a position and a posture to ensure that we don't allow extraneous variables to pull us away from the work and the will of God. Because I expect, because I see what's in my future, it's, it's within my grasp, but I've got to keep reaching. And if I keep reaching, I'll keep on marching toward the mark for the pride of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to let anything sidetrack me. I'm not going to let anything pull me back. I can see, I expect, I, I have a dream, I, I, I have a hope. 
Dreams cause you to have hope. Vision cause you to be able to know which direction because you're looking at what God says is for you to do or you're looking what God says is for you. You've got to be able to expect that it's going to manifest itself. Jacob expected that God was going to bring him through this dark time in his life because in the text he was about to meet his brother whom 20 years prior he had done wrong. Ah, but he had to meet face to face that which he wronged in the past. God will give you an opportunity to make your situation right. Ah, but you've got to keep on expecting that God will do it for you. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your expectation. And, and I believe it was last week when I said, don't let people manage your expectations of what God will do for you because something great is about to happen for you. Ah, I can prophesy this. I can see you in your future and you're looking much better than you're looking right now. But you've got to believe it so that you can pursue it that you might achieve it. I know I'm talking to somebody today. Ah, you've got to keep on keeping on. We want to do great things to the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I do. I've had some achievements in my life, but I want to do greater things. Praise God. There's so much more for me. And if you're going to do or to be the greatest or the best at what God called you to do, you will not listen to me because we see even here, <laughs> Jacob was on the periphery of becoming greater. We have the ability to look back and see all that he has done. And, and we look at him, we see his achievements but he was reaching toward his achievements even at that point. Where he was in the text was a very fearful time for him. He was about to meet his brother who he had done wrong. <laughs> you know the story, how he stole his birthright. You understand what was going on here, but God understands that in order for Jacob to be in the right place to achieve and accomplish all that he's going to have him to do, there has to be a breaking. Some things have to break loose off of him. There's going to have a, there's going to, there must be a, a mindset change. And so I say, if you're going to be the greatest or the best, you will not be pampered, but you will be strained and stretched and eventually strengthened. Strained, stretched, and eventually strengthened so that you can achieve all that God called you to do. And let me make this clear, because as we talk about achieving for God and I often say getting to that place called there. All of that is true. All of that is correct. But sometime your achievement will be remaining saved, remaining holy, because we're challenged on every side. Sometimes we want to give up. Sometimes we want to throw in the towel. When we look at the world, it's easy to be convinced that, you know, just toss it to the wind, just whatever. No, but no, 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 no. You've got to stay strong in the Lord, especially in this particular time, because there's so many different things that try to pull us away from the truth of God. 
but the truth of God will never change. And so we, like Jacob, sometimes we must be broken in order to be blessed. <laughs> You're not going to be pampered in this process. You're going to be strained. You're going to be stretched and eventually strengthened that you might receive what God has for you. And as we've been preaching for the last few weeks, amen, it is worth the wait. And the wait doesn't mean that we just sit down and, and anticipate until the time comes that it reveals itself. But in the wait, <laughs> we pray, we praise, we worship, and we work. We praise, we pray, we worship, and we work. Praise God until it manifests itself in our lives. And so I love this story. Jacob determined to change his ways and survive the encounter with his brother Esau. As I said, he had wronged his brother 20 years prior. Now he must face his brother. Ah, he, in this time, desired that God would help him. The Bible is very clear. It was a time of fear for Jacob. He was afraid to meet with his brother because he didn't know what his brother was going to do. He felt that his brother was going to kill him. But I would that you would study the text and understand what God put in his heart <clears throat> that he might do to change the situation. One of the things that impressed me was before he even met with his brother, he pulled some of his men together and gave them gifts to bring to his brother in case his brother had hard feelings, of which he did, that these gifts might soften him. Uh, you know, what a, what a strategy. We can say, oh, why go through all of that? Uh, because you want to survive to see another day so that you can fulfill the will and the work of God. Perhaps that's why. Amen. But look at that strategy. Look at this strategy. That he might bless him to calm him. That Jacob might bless his brother to calm him. Listen, there's some people, I, I know we don't like to talk about this, but there's some people that perhaps you've trampled over in the process of moving forward, that you never look back at them. And somehow, some way, they got in front of you, and now you have to meet them because there's something, there must be an impartation or even a forgiveness that we must obtain because if we don't, we'll think that that is the way to do it and we'll keep on making those same mistakes in our future. <sighs> I don't know if somebody heard me or not. And so he said, if it were, or as, it were, as though it were a peace offering to his brother who he perceived was his enemy, <laughs> send him a love offering. <laughs> Send him a peace offering to soften his heart. Not once, but twice or more. Sending items, things, cattle, uh, uh, things that he had obtained to bless his brother. And the reality was, without him knowing it, God was dealing with that situation in his brother's heart that actually did soften his heart. And so now we come to the place Jacob desiring to get things right with the Lord. Jacob knowing that he had to face his brother 
is in a place. He had sent his wives, he had sent his family further. And the Bible says, now Jacob is in this place alone. <laughs> Was he really alone? See, as long as I serve my God, I'm never alone. Ah, <sighs> he's in this place alone. And there appeared a man to him. In reality, looking back now in retrospect, we know that this man was an angel. Jacob determined to change things around. Jacob determined to be blessed so that he could endure the encounter with his brother. Said to the man, realizing that he was a representative of God, realizing that he was an angel of God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless my soul. Well, Jacob, you might not know it yet, but you're going to have to be broken so that you can be blessed. There's some things that got to fall off of you. There's some things that I've got to do to you to put you in a position that you'll never go back to the old you. <laughs> This is so powerful about God. He knows what we need in order to keep a decent testimony. That's why we shouldn't curse things. We should bless God for whatever comes our way. If it isn't supposed to be there and if it's just a temporary situation, we praise God and it breaks off. But there are some things that God is not going to release from you. What was that? Again, prove it. Is that what I heard? Remember, even as we said before, Paul prayed three times to God. Paul was a righteous man. Lord, look, in order for me to be more effective in preaching your gospel and, and laying hands on the sick, you got to help me out, Lord. you got to take this infirmity away. It's a hard thing. Lord, you know, you know, you know that I could do such a better job if this thing wasn't hanging over me, if I didn't have this financial burden, if I didn't have these people that are always troubling me, if I didn't, uh, <laughs> I, I could see Jesus, not that he said it because Jesus understood, I could see Jesus say, Lord, Father, if you just take away if you just take away uh, this, this thief from me. <laughs> and so God said to Paul, no, I'm not going to take it away. My grace is sufficient for you. In other words, you're going to have to keep remembering and pulling on me and calling on me to know that my grace is sufficient in every situation. And every time I show up, it's going to reinforce the fact with you that you need me and that when you call me, I'm coming and I'm coming quickly and I will be sufficient Whew. because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God knows what he's doing. God doesn't have to get rid of your problem. God can bless you in the midst of your problem. <sighs> That's why you got to praise him. And I love this. It was God who gave Jacob the strategy. <sighs> it takes a divine strategy. It takes wisdom to achieve anything great in life. <laughs> When I think about the strategy, that he said, you know what, in case I don't make it, or, or, or what we're going to do is I'm going to split my family up. I'm going to split it in two parts. I'm going to send one this way and one that way so that if, Jake, if Esau comes and he destroys one part, at least I still have another. At least my name can still go on. At least we can still be used by God. We don't like to be put in that situation, but, but did you hear the awesomeness of that strategy?
the unselfishness of that strategy. Not like, well, you know, if I go, everybody just go. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. We must survive. We must not just survive, but we must thrive. The strategy that God gave him. And now he's in a place alone, in a place I call isolation, that God would bring about some changes. See, sometimes we go through things, we feel like, Truly, we're all alone, all by ourselves. We're not, but we feel that way. But truth is greater than your emotions. Truth stands firm. <laughs> Even in the midst of your doubt, doubt doesn't change truth. It just sets you up for failure if you give in to doubt. You've got to believe God and prosper. <sighs> and where it's going to bless somebody. Ah, and so, in this place of isolation, and there stood Jacob alone. God was about to teach him something powerful. This, for Jacob, is a teachable moment. He said, if you just push, if you just keep on keeping on, if you, he there wrestled with the angel. He wrestled with the representative of God. It wasn't about if I lose, you know, but, but when I look at that mentality, you know, you know what? God has something for me, and I'm willing to lose a leg if I have to. I'm willing to lose an arm if I have to. I'm willing to be pushed. I'm willing for my, for my hip to be pushed out of joint. But I'm not going to let you go until you bless my soul. How strong is your desire to please God? How willing are you to be righteous, to fulfill the word of God in your life, rather than surrender to the desires of the world. Man, that, 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 that's awesome. And that's what it takes. But sometimes you've got to be broken in order to be blessed. What it really means to be broken in order to be blessed is to give up your selfish desires. Ah, selfish desire. See, his desire to be blessed was not selfish. There was an Israel in him. <laughs> he had to go through and get that name changed. That through him, what was it? He was the third in the 42 generations. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, number three. But he knew somewhere along the line the promise was unto him and that Jesus had to come. Huh? And he was willing to fight to the point of death. He was, I will not let you go until you bless my soul. Why did he do this? I've got to bring some closure to this thing. Why did he do this? Because he understood that God had something greater for him. Number one, he understood that there was an Israel in him. I will not let you go until you bless my soul. <laughs> let me go. Let me go. The daylight is coming. Let me go. I must go. The angel said, let me go. An angel and a man wrestling. <laughs> Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless my soul. How willing are you to hold on to truth? Because if you keep holding on to truth, it will bless you. Mm. 
He had a work to do. Let me, let me calm down for a mo moment here. He had a work to do. Jacob had a work to do that was far beyond meeting his brother, the encounter with Esau. God had taken care of all of that. He didn't know it, so he had to keep on walking by faith. He had to keep on trusting that what he was doing was right. There is a greater work for you to do. I come to tell somebody today, there is a greater work for you to do. God is not through with you yet. Don't give up. Keep on wrestling. Keep on fighting. Keep on punching. Keep on pushing. Keep on keeping on. Watch this. Even Jesus, even Jesus. Watch this. In John 9 and 4, Jesus says some powerful words, and I'm going to have to close on this. Jesus said uh, to the disciples, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. In other words, this is my finest hour. I can't let <laughs> anything stop me. I can't let the Pharisees stop me. Uh, I can't let Judas stop me. I, I can't let anything or no one, no ideology, not even the lack of something or the abundance of something, I can't let it stop me. I must work the works of him that sent me. I must do the great exploits. God wants to use you. I promise you he does. But you must work while it is yet day. You've got to understand the hour. This is, our, this is our finest hour. Day does not merely refer to a, a period of 24 hours as a unit of time calculated from one midnight to the next corresponding to a rotation of the earth's axis. <laughs> It's not simply a measurement of time of daylight when we talk about while it's yet day. In fact, night is not a thing. <laughs> the scientists will tell you that darkness is not a thing. Truth is, Darkness is the absence of a thing. There's nothing there. The absence of the tools, the absence of the trappings or even a suitable place to hang those things. And even if it was, there is no opportunity to operate in purpose. <laughs> Darkness represents too late. Darkness represents too late. Don't let it be said over your life too late. This is why we must work the works of him that sent us while it is yet day. Time is ticking away. You've got to live holy. You've got to live righteous. Let me compel the people of God. Live holy. Live righteous. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't get caught up in the foolishness of this world. Hallelujah. You've got a God to glorify. You've got a God to serve. You've got a work that he called you to do. You've got a work that he empowered you to do. He gave you power. For he says, my God, my God, but I shall give you power from on high. Hallelujah. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. Jesus was talking about the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He says, but ye shall, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall 
be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto all the uttermost parts of the earth. People of God, there's so much that God has allotted for you to achieve and accomplish. There's been a wrestling and there's been the giving of power to fulfill it. But you've got to recognize it. You've got to recognize it. We're going through a transition. We're going through a period. But in this period, God still even wants to use you. Ah, how many people have God placed in your path during this time of pandemic that you are to encourage them, that you are to pray for them? Ah, I'm not saying you got to lay hands on them. Whether you lay hands on them or if you're in a distance, if you pray for them, the Bible said the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if there be any sick among them, hallelujah, it will heal them. God called you. Jacob had a great work to do. But there must come a breaking. And after the breaking comes the blessing. You've got to break your stubborn will. You've got to break your old mindset. You've got to break your old ways. Sometimes you got to break loose from old friends. You got to break from some old things. You got to break from some traditions and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will begin to come together. Hallelujah. Because God is about to give you a name change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jacob there wrestled with the angel. He said, I will not let you go until you bless my soul. And so finally, the angel responded. All right, all right, all right. What's your name? Your name is Jacob. No, no, your name was Jacob, which means trickster, which means supplanter. You're always trying to get ahead by any means necessary, by any way necessary. But today, because you have prevailed, because you refuse to quit, because you refuse to let hope go, because you refuse to let your dream go, I'm going to give you a name change. No more is your name Jacob, but your name now is Israel. Why? Because you prevailed with God. You've been in this thing long enough. You held on long enough. You trusted God long enough. Now your name is Israel. Blessed is Israel. And everybody that blesses Israel is going to be blessed. Hallelujah. That is what God wants for you. Broken to be blessed. Don't fret because of what you're going through. God wants to show you that he's yet with you. And he's going through this with you. Hang on in there. Keep trusting God. Keep believing God. 
become more intense and intimate with God and watch what he will do with and for you. Father, I thank you now for this holy word, broken to be blessed. Help us through, I pray, this process that we will be better, stronger because of what we have gone through, because of what we've endured. Touch and bless every person now, I pray, under the sound of my voice, that they would be strengthened and encouraged to go on further, to pursue, that, Lord, they would produce and give birth to that Israel that is inside of them. And we bless your name. We honor you so very much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening, for staying tuned. I know that you're going to do greater exploits to the glory of God if you walk in the power of this holy word. Saints of God, we love you so much to everyone that's tuned in, tuned in and listening. This word is for you. Rehearse it over and over that you might know that you've been broken to be blessed. Praise God. Saints of God, I want to take this moment now to make a sincere appeal to you. There's a great need in our ministry. I am talking especially to every member and friend of Faith Center Church. We need you to give of your finances like you've never given before. There are great needs here indeed. I don't particularly want to name the great needs, but I am talking about home right here in our church. In just a few months, we, in just a few days, yes, in just a few days, at the end of this month, we're believing that God is going to make a way for us to get a new roof. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm tired of the rains coming through the roof in certain areas of the church pouring down on our equipment and ruining our equipment. We've been dealing with this situation for some time, and by faith I already told our administrators, set it in motion. We've been given a date that they're going to start to repair the roof, but I'm believing that the Lord will touch your heart and you send in that sacrificial seed that we might rebuild the house of God. This church, I believe it was 1890-something, 94 or whatever it is, it's an old church. And being an old church, it has its many areas that need repair. And so I can only ask the people of God, for this cause. Yes, there are other causes. There's the sound system, and we're still working on that. I believe God. But I'm believing that well before the time that we return to the sanctuary, everything in the sanctuary and on the building is going to be gloriously repaired. But I need you to be sensitive to the need.
This is not a time to be selfish, but it's a time to give to the work of the Lord, even as was spoken to the Jews who returned uh, there uh, to the land, to the country, that they might rebuild the temple. So I'm asking that we might repair the temple. And so as humbly as I know how, I'm giving also as humbly as I know how, and as sincerely from my heart, I'm asking you to give to the point of sacrifice. When I say the need, I'm talking thousands of dollars. Saints, I call on you. I pull on you. I ask you from my heart, give for this cause. I believe that in just a little while, my wife is going to come and share with you how you can give. You know the ways. You've been listening for a long time through Cash App, through PayPal, through GiveLify, and even uh, if it be through the mail. But I'm appealing to you, the people of God. I'm taking time to ask you, even our friends, we have uh, individuals that consider themselves members of our church. Some perhaps may have never stepped foot in our church, but they view us weekly. They tune in to that wonderful Bible study uh, on Wednesday evenings. I thank God for my wife, Mother Madeline, doing an excellent job there. But saints, there's a special need. And I'm asking all of our friends, I'm not going to call names, but I know who you are. I see your faces right now. I'm going to ask you for a special love gift, specifically designated, that we might repair the temple of God, this place, and that we might place in the house of God the things that are so desperately needed. And I believe that God is going to speak to your heart on that amount that you are to give. And watch the blessings flow. That's plural, blessings. Watch the blessings flow into your life because of your spirit of obedience. Father, I pray now that each one would, that would give sacrificially into this cause, that, Lord, you would surprise and amaze them at what you're going to do for them. You know their needs, you know their concerns. Let there be no lack in the lives of your people, but meet every need, whether it be physical, financial, emotional, whatever it is, Lord, meet them at the place of need. And I bless your name in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to be a blessing to the ministry, you can give the following ways. Cash App, dollar sign, FCC, Kojic. PayPal at FaithCenterCT at AOL.com. GiveLify, FaithCenterKojic. Or mail-in at 22 Crown Street, Meriden, Connecticut, 06450. And we will see you next week.